0: Welcome to the Life on Shovel podcast, a collection of stories about people who have taken chances, embraced the unexpected, and inadvertently discovered their true passion. Today, we are featuring Jennifer Dunst, an EM and minor procedure coding supervisor from Lador NC. My name is Tanner, and I am the host. Also in the room today, we have Ava. Hi. Sakura, Hello. Zoe. Hey. And Cooper. Jennifer was born in Hickory, North Carolina, but throughout her life, she had lived in other places such as Virginia. She is married and a mother of two. After college, she had a few different jobs, but she eventually found a career she loved and went back to college to further her education. Since then, she had been in several different roles at the same company, and she currently works remotely for a company in California. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. We're glad to have you here with us today. Thanks for having me. When you were 12, year old, 12 years old, what did you think that you, what did you want to do whenever you grew up?
1: Originally, whenever I was growing up. I honestly wanted to be a marine biologist. My aunt was very big into, like, aquatic life. She loved dolphins, she, you know, anything, ocean. Um, and that's actually what she wanted to be whenever she was um, going to school. And she actually did go to Wilmington and started, you know, the marine biology program, but she didn't end up finishing it. But she was, like, a huge inspiration and she would always take me to take me on trips, so like we would go swim with manatees, and she took me to Discovery Cove in Florida whenever they first opened, and we swam with dolphins, so like that love was always there. But you know, you gotta know biology for that, <laughs> and a lot of science, so that's a little above my above what I wanted to end up doing, so.
0: Yeah, so you really didn't enjoy uh, biology or No, something?
1: not really. Um, it was a little above my head. Um, and that's a big thing that you've got to know, like all the cells and all this other, you know. Um, so that I didn't end up going that route.
0: Yeah. In your own words, can you describe the, your current job?
1: Okay, so my current job right now is I am an EM and minor procedure supervisor. And you're probably looking at me like, what the heck is that? So I am, I do coding and for medical coding. And so what we do is all the words that the doctors put in notes, like diagnoses, like say you had hypertension, which is high blood pressure. Then we take those words and transform them into codes that get put on bills and sent to the insurance company. So then the insurance company can pay your bills. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. But I supervise a um, group of 11 people.
2: What would you say is your favorite part of your job? What makes you excited to go to work every day?
1: So I like to, I don't like to have the same thing over and over and over again. And whenever I did, whenever I was actually a coder, that was kind of the same thing. I did the same thing, look at a chart, put codes on it, look at a chart, put codes on it. And so um, I always wanted to be a supervisor so I could manage people and have that responsibility of kind of going and digging a little bit further, going and researching a little bit more on, you know, correct ways of doing things. So it's like not having the monotonous, it's like always having a challenge. So I like the challenge of my job.
2: So, would you say you're always learning new things?
1: Always. Um, Coding is ever-evolving. Every year, CMS, which is um, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, um, they go through and um, make changes to codes. So, there's always something else to learn. So, every year, they do updates. They'll add new codes. They'll take away codes. um, They'll redefine what you're supposed to look at for certain things um, and code it different ways there's always new medicines and new procedures that are um, ever evolving um, in the medical field now so there's always something new so there's always learning Um, we do a lot of education with our coders so our coders are also learning all the time
2: it's interesting. So going back to your childhood and like your teenage years a little bit, did you have any aspirations to attend college or any specific colleges you were interested in?
1: Um, that's kind of a tough one because, like I, like I said, I wanted to do the marine biology. So I did apply to some, like I applied to Wilmington and um, Eastern Carolina. And, you know, I thought that's what I wanted to do. But sometimes, you know, well, a lot of times life happens. And so even as a teenager, you can change your mind. You can figure out new and different things to do. Um, so I wasn't like gun ho on going to college right away. One, because I wasn't 100% sure of what I wanted to do. And two, I didn't want to just waste my dad's money um, and him pay for a college that, you know, one of my what am I doing? Like, am I just, so whenever I first got out of high school, I went to CVCC um, and still didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I thought, well, hey, let's get our core classes out of the way so I don't have to worry about it. And I'm not, you know, racking up these huge bills for, um, you know, four year college. So that's what I ended up doing. But still, since I didn't know what I wanted to do, didn't have an actual, like, this is the career I wanted to go with, um, I only went for about a year. And um, so while I did that, um, I had a teacher in high school, and she was like one of my mentors. She, her um, mother, or not mother-in-law, her sister-in-law, Uh, was the director of an orthopedic um, office in Hickory. So I got a job there and was working there part-time in their medical records. And so then it just kind of evolved from there. So
2: would you say that's what led to the job you have now?
1: Really, it did. Now I did try a few other jobs in the mix. Um, I did the medical records for a little while. And I actually, whenever I was in high school, we could do, um, like if you had all your credits, then you could do half of your day, um, like your senior year and you could go work. Um, so that's what I did. So I went like half the day and then I worked the other half, um, through my senior year. And so I did the medical records and then my now mother-in-law, um, she worked at a bank and they had an opening for i can't even remember what the name of the the job description was or whatever but it was in their IT department and it was doing their nightly backups so every night for banks they do their backups to make sure that you know if something if their system goes down then they have a run and balance of everybody you know how much money is in everybody's accounts so I did that for a while, but it was like it was nighttime, and um, I, there was sometimes that I wouldn't get out of there until like three in the morning if there was system problems. So I didn't really care for that. And then I went into um, working in like their operations department, which I would like post um, people's um, transactions. Any kind of wire transfers would come in, and I'd post those. And I did that for a little bit. Um, So, you know, and then me and the boss lady kind of butted heads a little bit. (laughs) So, you know, like I said, life happens. Um, There's things that go on that you don't really expect. And um, so then I didn't work for a little while. And my husband now said, either you're going to get a job or we're going to have issues. Um, so I went and worked at the Disney store for about two or three months. And um, I was like, this is, this is not cool. Like minimum wage, seven something an hour, paychecks only being like $100. And I'm like, no, I can't live off of this. So that was whenever I decided, all right, I've got to do better for myself. So I got um, a job with um, Grace Hospital in Morganton, back in the medical records department. And so I've been in medical records, um, HIM, which is um, Health Information Management Department, ever since. So it's kind of one of those that you can make what you want of your life. So, yes, this isn't what I dreamed of doing, but I enjoy it. And you can succeed even in things that you don't expect yourself to do.
2: Okay. Did you ever attend a four-year university?
1: I did. Um, so I went to college off and on. Um, like I said, I started in at CVCC, and before my credits expired, <laughs> I decided to go back um, to college for medical records for HIM, for health information management, Um, because my boss, she was, again, a mentor. Um, She was a real advocate for, you know, furthering your education. So I decided to go to CPCC in Charlotte. Um, It was all online and got my two-year degree in health information management. So then, you know, fast forward a little ways and i decided again i need to better myself so because bettering yourself gets you you know better jobs um i went to the university of cincinnati um for my um, health information or my health management um degree which is um i was able to go and i get um Credentials, so like behind my name for my jobs, I have credentials. Um, And in order to get those, like you, you can take classes and um, go take tests for like the um, the associations. Um, And in my profession, that's what we what you have to do nowadays. You can't just, you know. Be a coder you've got to have a credential or cer- some kind of cer- certification saying that you know what you do that you know what you're doing so um i have like my rhit my rhia um which is a registered health information um registered health information i can't remember what it stands for sorry um off the top of my head um management and then administration that's it health information or registered health information administration and then I have my cpc or my ccs um, which is my coding certificate so I did end up going you know back through and getting my bachelor's degree
0: would you still be in the same position you're at right now even if you didn't get a bachelor's degree just stay with your associates
1: um, It is possible, um, but you've got to work 10 times harder to get there. Um, and then it also depends on, like, the management that you have. So, like, my boss from Grace Hospital, um, she was one to push you for getting, you know, ed- getting more education. But she was also one to drive you to... Um. Get promoted, so with her, um, I started out as a operations clerk. So I just worked in medical records. Um, I would, you know, answer phone calls from patients wanting their records, um, releasing medical records, um, filing papers. You know, it was like the the starting place. Um, kind of like the low man on the totem pole. But um, she would always push to be like, why don't you learn something else? So she pushed me into coding, and I was like, okay, let's try coding. So whenever I would get done with my job, then I could go, you know, do some training in coding. And so that's kind of how it all evolved. And she would start me out with, you know, the real easy type of coding, which at that time it was like ER coding. And then from there, it just grew, and then she put me into a coding position. And um, then I also kind of um, bounced around a little bit because they had release of information management company coming in and doing all of their records. So anytime that uh, a um, lawyer's office or anything like that needed records, then this company would come in copy the records and send them well that ended up costing the company money so we decided that it would be cheaper to do it in-house so I started that whole program up at Grace Hospital to where it was done in-house instead of um, having that external company come in and then from there I went back to coding and I even um, piloted their um, remote so I was the very first remote coder for Grace Hospital Um, to test out all the, to make sure all the systems would work remotely um, through the VPNs and all that stuff.
2: So I know you said that you've had many different positions. Now, would you say where you are is where you want to be and stay, or do you want to keep growing and moving up?
1: Oh, there's always room (laughs) for growth. I definitely want to keep moving up. Um, This is not where I want to stay. I always feel like... um, I want to do more. Um, I want to learn more. Um, And actually, my title is getting ready to change to manager. So um, within the next probably six months, um, if not sooner, um, they just got to push through the paperwork. Um, But there's always that room to grow and always that um, you always got to reach a little bit further and do a little bit more to show that that's what you want to do. Like, you want to be that next level. Um, and now um, my director is, again, I've I've actually lucked out. I've had some really good bosses. I've had, you know, a, just one horrible one, but I've had some really good bosses that have, you know, pushed me to keep furthering my career. And that's what even in my position as a supervisor, I try that I try to do with my staff is push them to be just a little bit more. Just, you know, this career is one of that you can make it what you want it to be. Like what I do is um in medical rec- or in, you know, the medical field is I don't have to be just a coder. I don't have to be just a supervisor of coding. I can do a multitude of things with the education that I have. Um like I can go into the billing and finance part. I can go into compliance. So it's not just, you know, this one little bubble. There's a wide range of things that I can do with my my um diploma. And the education that I've gotten.
0: Have you explored many of those other um, things that you could do with your degree?
1: Um, no, but... Okay, so... <laughs> yes and no. Um, like, we all work... Like, all those departments work really closely together anyway. So... It wouldn't be like a stretch if I wanted to go into finance, like the billing portion, the collections, or it wouldn't be a stretch for me to go into compliance because all of those play a role in coding. Um, it's kind of like a hand in hand type of thing. It's just how much do you want to know about, say, compliance? So compliance is making sure like your documentation is correct, making sure the doctors have signed it Um making sure everything that the doctor is doing and the billing part, like making sure all of those coincide to where once it goes out the door to the insurance companies, that like the OIG, which is the um, Office of um, Inspector General, would not come back in and want to look at your records to make sure that you're compliant, make sure that you're doing things the way that you want to. So that's kind of like the compliance part. But coding has a role in that because we look at it really in depth into like the documentation. So we're going to be the first line of saying, well, this doctor didn't sign it or this doctor's not documenting correctly to where we can bill this procedure. So then we can take that back to the doctor and be like, Okay, we need you to correct this Or re, you know You need to fix How you're doing things Um, And if that doesn't work Then we can take it to compliance And then compliance can be like Well, you have to do it this way Because if not, we're going to be in trouble So, you know We all kind of work hand in hand So I do have a little bit A taste of a little bit of all of them Um, Do I really want to go into some of those? Probably not (laughs) Probably not, but, you know, there's always, if the opportunity arises, then, I don't know, I might. Do you think, like,
2: career-wise, it has been very beneficial to you to have, like, an open mind and to go into things not so narrow-minded? And what advice would you give to us as we leave high school and move on to other things? Should we have a narrow mind and have a a a specific plan set, or do you think we should go into it looking for opportunities and um, experience?
1: So, you definitely don't want a narrow mind, Um, because if you have a narrow mind, then that's all you're going to see, and there is a whole wide world out here um, for you to explore, Um, and honestly, like, I didn't go into any of my positions, like, really narrow-minded, because I've always wanted to better myself. I've always wanted to do better um, can I get that promotion? Can You know, so-and-so's leaving. Can I, you know, step into their role? So it's always been, I've always wanted to better myself. Um, and it's like, what can I do to make that happen? Like, is it going and getting another credential? Is it going and getting a master's degree? Is it going and getting a doctorate's degree? You know, like... I have thought about going and getting a master's degree. Will it really benefit me? Maybe a little bit. Maybe not. I don't, you know, like, it kind of varies. Um, If I want to go into, like, senior leadership, possibly. I I might really want to look into going to the master's degree. Um, But, you know, honestly, it's... You're going to make, you're going to do what you, I don't know how to say it. Um, You can make your life what you want it to be. So if you want to just be narrow-minded and just like, this is the one thing that, like, say you want to be a teacher and that's all you want to do. Well, teachers can end up being principals teachers can end up being like um the superintendent right so do you just want to be a teacher in the classroom with kids or you know do you want to branch out and do bigger um so don't go into anything narrow-minded go into it and say i want the world
3: so what's yeah I, i say the same thing like you know approach everything with kind of a a theme. You Mm -hmm. know, I want to help people. I want to fix things. Um, Say it over and over. They've heard me say it over and over and over and over again. But you also named a whole slew of jobs that I, I mean, I was way older in life than I care to admit when I realized that those jobs actually exist in like hospitals and, and medical place, Like the whole idea of, I guess, medical administration was, mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was an option, um, much less anything I would have considered. So what, for people that may think that that would be something that they want to do, like what's the kind of person, like what's the personality? What, like, what do people get out of jobs in that kind of field all of those like combined
1: um so the type of per okay for coding for example um coding is not a black and white type of position like you've got to be able to see gray you can't it's not always written in black and white kind of have to read between the lines sometimes especially whenever you read some of these doctors <laughs> dictations it you know it's clear as mud as we say around here um so you kind of have to you definitely have to be able to look at something and come up with a conclusion like you know is this what he's saying or is it really you know is he saying that exact opposite um, to where I always thought, you know, whenever, even in medical records, I felt like I was a detective. And that's kind of like the running joke as we are detectives in the medical field. Um, so you kind of have to put on that detective hat and figure be able to figure out and um, problem solve so it's somebody that can definitely do problem solving um even in the billing department it's a problem solving because you get denials you get account these claims back that the insurance companies are saying well we ain't going to pay this and they'll give you these wide open open-ended reasons as to why they're not going to pay it and then you've got to dig deeper into it to find figure out why so if you like the challenge of problem solving, like medical records and coding and billing, um, even compliance is um, a you know something that you should look into. Um, and honestly, you know, whenever I was younger, I didn't know a lot of these positions in med- in the medical field. I just thought you know doctors and nurses, And, you know, lab techs and radiologists, that's what I knew. There's a whole big slew of people that work in the medical field. And the one thing that I always think in the back of my head is, well, the medical field's not going anywhere. (laughs) So it's also job security. Have you struggled with
2: any doubts throughout your whole process of getting to your career and going to all the different positions? Like, how have you overcome them if you've had them?
1: Yes, I have. Um, when, <laughs> and this is, you know, um, kind of funny. But learning, like, medical terminology. And whenever you learn medical terminology and you're reading these doctor's notes, especially whenever I started, they were handwritten notes. So you had to decipher the doctor's, uh, their, you know, their writings. And a lot of times we would have to take it to one of our coworkers and be like, do you understand? Do you, can you tell what he's saying here or can you tell whose signature this is? Um, so, and they abbreviate. So medical terminology is like also abbreviations and some doctors like to make up their own abbreviations, which they're not supposed to do, but, um, they do it. And so like learning that terminology, learning what all, you know, all these words mean that the doctors are using. Um, that was probably one of the biggest struggles and one that I kind of had doubts of like, am I going to be able to do this? Uh, You know, this is like a huge part of what, you know, my career is. Am I going to be able to learn all this stuff and still like, I'm still learning. Um, so that was probably like one of the biggest ones, but that also was one of the core, you know, one of the courses that I had to go through in college um, to learn all of that. So that helped too.
2: What life skills would you say you acquired going through all of these different positions and
1: titles throughout your career? Life skills. Oh goodness. Um, patience, <laughs> to some extent. Um, especially in my role as a supervisor and um, supervising other people is definitely patience Um, because sometimes you want to, you just kind of sit there and shake your head and like, why do you not understand? Um, Definitely like communication, um, especially being remote since I work remotely and all of my staff is remote. Um, And I am across the country, literally across the country from, 90% of my staff, um, then communication is key, not just verbal, but written, um, emails and like the, we have teams. Um, so team chats, you got to make sure that you word things a certain way to where they're not going to offend somebody and they're not going to take it out of context. So that's a big one that, um, I've learned, um, Because, you know, sometimes you type the way that you think Um So you kind of have to draw You know, bring that back a little bit And make sure it's worded to where (laughs) They're not gonna Be like, what? You know Why is she saying it like that?
0: With your career, do you think that you've reached Your definition of success With your career?
1: I feel like I have Um I still feel like there is more success out there that I want, you know, I want to, I want to go further. But do I feel successful? Yes, I do. Um, Because I can tell you, I have worked very hard to get to where I'm at. I have um, not only succeeded, but I've fallen backwards too. Like I have... um, there were positions that I took that I thought was going to be very helpful. Um, like, I took an educator position, um, and I thought, you know, I'd love this. Um, and in the end, I didn't really like it. And so, whenever I decided that I wanted to go back into the super, like another supervisor position, I ended up having to kind of go backwards in order to go forwards Um, because I'd take, you know, I'd kind of deviated off the, off the track a little bit, but I felt like, you know, learning the educator role would help me, you know, it gives me a broader perspective or, you know, a broader view of coding and, Um, everything. Like I have always strived that I wanted to work my way up and I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. So I started at the bottom and I wanted to learn everything that I could learn that would help me. So like doing the education and actually giving education to staff helped me even in the position that I'm in now as a supervisor, because I can still give that education to them and I know how to give it to them to where they have, like, references and, you know, they have, like, the actual written in, you know, written out, here's how you're supposed to do X, Y, Z. So, you know, it's like, you have to, sometimes you take a few steps forward and takes take a few steps back. But, Yeah, I feel like I'm successful I feel like I'm But I still want to be more successful
0: Could you define Your definition of success? Um
1: I think Defining my definition of success Is getting to where you Want to be, or at least Like my goal Was to at least get to a supervisor Or a manager position If I get further than that That's great but I have succeeded in what I wanted to do That's my You know, that's how I define it Is I had a goal for myself That I didn't want to just be You know A coder I didn't want to just be You know uh, you know. I don't want to say I wanted to be more Than Just putting codes on a record I wanted to do i wanted to supervise and i wanted to lead like that was a big one i wanted to lead and help others get to where i'd gotten and you know try to push them into being as successful
0: would you say that you that your setbacks helped you learn any skills that help you with your current career
1: yeah i think i could say that um because you can always learn um, from, you know, things that life throws in your, in your path. So even my setbacks, um, cause you know, I went to, or I was a supervisor of, so in coding, there's also hospital side and there's physician side. So I was on hospital side at one point and, um, then I'd went to the educator role. But I couldn't go back into the hospital side's um, supervisor role, so I ended up going to physician, which I knew absolutely nothing about. Let's just go ahead and throw that out there. So I went into a role that I knew very little about the physician side, which is you wouldn't think it was very different, but it is, because your hospital, you're billing for everything that happens at the hospital. Um, But for the physicians, you're billing for the physician's time. So any time that, like, the physician's in the room with the patient, then you're billing for that time, that kind of thing. So it's like a total, like, mindset. So my setbacks of going from, you know, the hospital side to education, now to physician side, even though they were two two, um, supervisor roles, the beginning and the end, they were totally different. So, you know, it wasn't what I knew, but I learned it. Um, So I did learn from those setbacks. Like, I didn't think I would, and I didn't think I would, like, stay in that role for very long because I was like, this is, like, above what I know um, and what I was comfortable with. But even whenever you put yourself in those uncomfortable situations, you're going to make what you want out of it. So you can sit there and ball up in a corner and be like, I can't do this. Or you can sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to figure out how to do it. And that's what I did. And so I'm still now on the physician side um, about five years later.
2: You said you work with people across the country. How did you get to that position now?
1: So, um i now I work for a company out of um California, which is uh city of Hope, and it's a cancer research hospital um, and so like their main thing is cancer cancer patients, but they also do like diabetes. um they have the first patent for um a non synthetic um insulin. Um, so they're, they are striving to be the best. They're striving to, um, help cure cancer and they're doing a great job of it. Um, so the way that I got into the, where, how I got to, um, City of Hope is in my previous position, um, the hospital had been acquired by another hospital. And so, um, there was a lot of changes and a lot of them I did not agree with. And so I started looking, um, for another position elsewhere. So I put my, um, resume out on like Indeed and, um, LinkedIn. And so a headhunter from California actually called me up one day and, I was like, let me tell you about this position. And so I talked to him. And a lot of times I don't really talk to headhunters because they um, they kind of come at you with some stuff that you don't really want. Like a lot of them would, even though I was in a supervisor position and that's what I wanted to stay in and put out there that I wanted to be in, um, they would come at you with, um, well, here's this great coding position. And I'm like, I'm not going back to a coder position. So a lot of times I won't talk to him. But um this one I did. And he was super nice. And um he's like, you know, this is a great company. Let me send you over their um, their information and see where it goes. So I'm you know, I met with them, I interviewed with them, and they offered me the position. So now, like I said, about ninety percent of my coders are In California, Um, I have one that's in Utah, and I have one in South Carolina. And my director is actually in Connecticut. And then we have other supervisors that are in um, Florida. So we are literally all over the country now. Plus, we just took on um, Cancer Centers, uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and they're all over the country. So now where City of Hope used to just be kind of centralized to um, uh, Los Angeles. Now they are nationwide.
0: Have you ever been to your like place of employment like in person, or has it just been like all virtual?
1: I have not. Um, we are actually talking about, because my director um, has not been there either, so we're actually trying to get a trip to go out to California and actually see the campus and actually meet our staff and that kind of stuff in person mm. <laughs> instead of virtually. But we do a lot of virtual. And whenever we do meetings, um, we always have our cameras on so we can actually, you know, it's more personable.
2: So I know that you said that you always had the goal to um, be in a manager or supervisor position. What led you to create that goal?
1: Um, I guess it was just like a personal goal of mine. Like I didn't want to just be in a mundane um, position. I didn't want to, you know, just do the same thing day in, day out. I wanted to grow and I wanted to learn and I wanted to be up there with leadership. I wanted to be one of those people that made decisions um, instead of, you know, being one that had to follow all the decisions. But that's one of the things that, I'm really proud of myself because I worked myself up from the very bottom to where I'm at now. So I've been in all the positions that I supervise. So I have that connection with them of saying, I've been in your shoes. I know exactly what you're talking about. And here's how we can work to fix it or, you know, whatever it may be.
2: think being able to connect with um, your staff or people that are under you is very important?
1: Yes, very much so. Because, you know, sometimes you hear it nowadays where people just come straight out of college and they go into like top positions. And they're overseeing people that's been at companies for years and years and years. And they don't understand what the people they, what those people are doing. They don't understand the position because they've come straight out of college and now they're overseeing what they, these folks that's been there for 20, 30 years are doing, but they don't understand. They don't know, they haven't walked in their shoes. So since I have walked in their shoes, I feel like I have that better connection with them. And I can, you know, whenever they come up with, you know, whatever the issue is, it's like, I, understand because we have like we have productivity so it's saying you know you have to code so many accounts a day or so many accounts an hour well I've been a productive coder I know how stressful it can be I know how you know things throughout your day can throw uh, throw you off and you may not hit that number that day um, so I can connect with them on that level of saying okay well here's what here's what you can do to help you hit your numbers, to help you hit that production number. Um, Or, you know, try this. Set yourself this hourly goal of hitting these 10 accounts. If you don't hit 10 this hour and you hit 8, then try for 12 the next hour. So it's like those small things that I've had to learn myself doing the job. I can now help my staff with getting them to succeed and meeting their their numbers or their, you know, whatever their goal is.
0: So what would you say has been a driving factor in your career? Um, I don't know. Um,
1: I've always wanted to do well by my family. Like, I've always wanted to, um, you know, be successful for them to be able to provide them with um, – what they need um so I think my family is a driving factor um just personal goals is a driving factor I mean do I want to just be a supervisor now or do I want to be a director you know like how far do I want to push it
0: how far do you think you'll be able to push it before you finally decide that it's over
1: um, well, I still have many years to work, so <laughs> um, you know I definitely want to go into a director position, um, maybe a senior VP. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not going to say I'm going to stop anytime soon. Like, I, who knows what what's going to happen?
2: What is the best advice you can give for young people like ourselves who are trying to figure
0: out what they want to do in life?
1: Um. My best ex- advice is Don't limit yourself Because you might get into something That you really don't like So don't limit yourself To just being like I want to be What do you want to be? What are you thinking?
3: Mm. Um. Well
1: I'm thinking My main major would be animal sciences. So somewhere in that, you know, area. Okay. So maybe like working
2: high up in the zoo or something.
1: Okay. So maybe you get into it and maybe you don't like, say, like the veterinarian part. Mm -hmm. But don't limit yourself to just that. I mean, there's other things that you can do with that. You can go be a trainer, say, of... um, of different types of animals um you know that's another possibility right so you got to look at the bigger picture so don't just limit yourself to one thing and if you don't if you turn around and you don't like it go try for something else i mean life's too short to be miserable so love what you do because if you love what you do you will never work a day in your life
0: so I think that concludes our time for the podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Life and Shuffle podcast. Well, it thank was, you. It was nice to have you here. To thank talk
1: you. Yeah, it's
0: you. been fun. Thanks. Thank you, Jennifer Dunst, for joining us today. Today's episode was recorded on April 18th, 2023. This episode was produced by Zoe Dunst, and it was hosted by Tanner Booth, Ava Aldrich, and Sakura Cruz.